You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Evening, where you join us on Pertinence Punctuated with our very own Maulana Salim Karim. And Alhamdulillah, we continue with the topic of marriage. And you recall that Maulana said the importance of getting married young. And Alhamdulillah, we notice a avalanche of uh, uh, messages have come through, and uh, perhaps uh, before I welcome Molana, I'm going to read this one out. It says, uh, "Assalamu alaikum, uh, Molana Salim Karim, uh, Brother Shafaz Ahmed Khan. We really enjoy uh, all the contents uh, that's coming through Marcus Sahaba, especially when uh, Molana Salim Karim comes on. He really uh, adds uh, value to the radio station. Jazakallah khair for that. He goes on to say, Molana, my father found my match for me. I am an Alima and I'm married an Alim. And Alhamdulillah, Papa is very rich and we live uh, with the Papa's blessings. He provides everything for us. But uh, Maulana, I find that, that since uh, we being in the uh, Ulama fraternity, we find our life is uh, very sheltered. We do not uh, mix with many people. We only mix with our own kind. You know what I mean, Maulana. And I don't think this will be good for our children because we're living like in a in a lager like mentality even out the uh, the houses that dad has it's all in one property all the other brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws are living in there please molana is this islamic or non-islamic i don't know but i'm happily married but i fear i'm not living a normal life perhaps nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the sahabas and the prophet's wives led a life that was fulfilling i don't know molana Make maaf if I'm writing the letter, a letter wrongly, but I would like you to address this. Jazakallah khair. It's written there, anonymous. Now, Molana, this is a very powerful letter indeed, and uh, perhaps, you know, something for us to think about. Let me greet you first. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening, Molana? Alaikum assalam rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is blessed with a beautiful evening. Inshallah, recite ayatul kursi mu'awazatayn and make dua to Allah. Allah ta'ala protects us from the fitna of the night, from shayateen, jinnat, and all evil spirits. It should be our duty that Maghrib time, when Azan is being called out, or before that, inshallah, close all the windows, the curtains, the doors, cover all food utensils, inshallah. This is the talim of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam. Keep the children indoors, because this is the time when shayateens and jinnats, they change shifts, and they create great havoc. So inshallah, recite ayatul kursi, and recite the Mu'awazatayn. And inshallah, after Maghrib Salah, when you get a chance, inshallah, Hadith, for Barakah and Rosi, inshallah, Hadith, recite Surah Waqi'ah. Inshallah, Hadith, Allah will protect you from poverty, Allah will enrich you, Allah will grant great Barakah to you and your siblings. Shafat Bhai, an interesting question, Alhamdulillah. First, let's understand that Nikah first of all, is Sunnatul Anbiya. It is the Sunnat of the Prophets of Allah. And especially, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, An-Nikahu min Sunnati. So, what is it that we want to achieve from Nikah? And let's take it from the Quran and Hadith. We have to refer to the ayats over and over again. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا 
is that Allah, one of Allah's great signs is that he's created you in pairs. And the purpose of nikah is لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا That we can acquire peace and tranquility. سُكُونِ قَلْبِ In other words, mentally, physically, emotionally, there must be rahat, sukoon, less worry, less stress. And alhamdulillah, when Allah gives you a spouse and a partner, inshallah, it is achieved. But because of misinterpretation and misunderstanding, so many relationships are in turmoil. But Allah Ta'ala has clearly mentioned the purpose of nikah. And in old age, In old age, there's great love between the couples. We have now age, we pass, mashaAllah, teenage life, young life, energetic life, 40 years, subhanAllah, you peak at that time in your nikah, in your marriage, and every aspect of your life, you peaked at 40, subhanAllah. And then Allah takes you further up, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. So, Allah Ta'ala, in all age, the parents become inseparable, the couples become inseparable. There's great love and compassion. They won't eat without each other. They won't sleep without each other. They won't travel without each other. This is indeed a great rahmat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have understood it from a Quran, Quranic concept. Two things brings great sukoon and tranquility in your life. One is the zikr of Allah, as Allah says in the Quran, Allah The more zikr you will make of Allah, and zikr does not necessarily mean only reading wazifas. Every act of obedience is as if you are in the remembrance of Allah, because Allah consciousness is with you, Allahumma my Allah is with me, Allahu shahidi, Allah is my witness, Allahu naziri, Allah is watching over me. So inshallah, when you have Allah consciousness in you, then inshallah, every relationship, your relationship with Allah in salah is perfect. Your relationship with your spouse will be perfect. Your relationship with your sheikh will be perfect. Your relationship with your children will be perfect. The key factor is khawfi ilahi, so let's take it from a hadith point of view. Coming to answer that question, I'm just setting the theme so that we could get an understanding of what is nikah and what is the purpose of nikah. Rasulullah marry a woman who's got lots of love in her. Lots of love in her. Compassion, kindness, softness, politeness, the jazba of khidmat, always trying to make everyone happy. Sometimes at her own expense, she will suffer. She will go through some difficulties, but she would like to see her family happy. So, tazawwajul wadud. Allah Pak is al-wadud, the most loving. So she must be a loving personality. And walud, she must be able to give birth to many a child. Because the purpose of Nikah is procreation. If we want to increase the Ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
as the Prophet ﷺ personally said, that I want to be proud on the day of Qiyamah to have the most amount of followers of La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Alright, MashaAllah, the formalities are completed. SubhanAllah, proposal is taken, proposal accepted, nikah is performed. Alhamdulillah, walima is completed. Now the couple have to start a new life. So, to save all unnecessary problems, Shafat in Islam and Sharia, the best thing is for the couple to stay separate from the beginning, from day one. If you want peace and less headaches, fights, arguments, ill feelings, bickering, ghibat, slandering, sometimes violence, the Tanwi Rahmatullah said, the best formula for that is, inshallah, set the couple Give them their privacy, maybe a separate home, alhamdulillah, a separate entrance, a separate kitchen, a separate bathroom, a separate, mashallah, dining, whatever it is, where the couple can be independent without any interference from any party. That is the key to success because the couple have to get to know each other, Shafat Bhai. And when there's people around you, you tend to be shy. Or you all the time now looking over your shoulders, am I doing things right? You're walking on eggshells. But alhamdulillah, when you're living alone, gee, you can eat what you want, you can wear what you want, you can speak as you want, you can play as you want. There's no one to answer to. Alhamdulillah, it's husband and wife relationship. So the great success, as the sister is saying, as marriage is also an international happiness. It's not the unity of only two families, the husband's family or the wife's family. It is alamgiri khushi, as they say. It is international, global happiness. Allah Ta'ala has blessed the ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with this great gift of marriage. So the sister is asking a good question. Because, yes, we are ulama and we are alimas in niqab and hijab, there's a lot of restrictions, and alhamdulillah, those restrictions is to safeguard our modesty, our sharam and haya. It is not putting you backwards or making you feel that, you know, you are set, uh, you know, set back as to there is no progress in this relationship and this family. No. As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, alhamdulillah, brother-in-law is like death. So we have to observe the rules of parda and niqab and hijab with family members. Insha'Allah, you have mahrams and ghair mahrams. So obviously, you have ghair mahrams family members. You have to observe parda from them. So it's not that you are self-centered or you are just, you know, like snobs in one corner. No. We also, la ta'ata li makhlukin fi khaliq. In the disobedience of Allah, we cannot listen to people, or we cannot worry about what people think about us or what will be the perception out, out there that, you know, we are very snobbish, we don't like to associate, we are just withdrawn. No, we have to, inshallah, happiness is in the obedience of Allah, not pleasing people. See, please Allah first, see, and you cannot please people in this dunya. So to answer the question of the sister, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala, as Rasulullah said, ad-dunya sijnul mu'min, that Allah has made this world a prison for us. A prison, in inverted commas, means that there is the rules and regulations, there's boundaries 
which you should live within and operate within. You cannot cross those limits and boundaries. So everything is about discipline. Adinu kulluhu adab. The whole of deen is about discipline. Adinu yusra. Rasulullah said, Allah has made the deen of Islam simple. We complicate issues. So for the sister, inshallah, the nasihat is that whatever our parents have made choices for us, inshallah, these, as long as there's happiness, there's love, there's respect, there's humor, and alhamdulillah, generosity in the family, we must offer two rakat shikran and namaz on a daily basis. Yes, we have to grow our grow our children. we got to teach them and instill values in them, inculcate values in them, how to to live with their cousins, mashallah, while they are young, not balis as yet. The love between the children, the nephews, the nieces, the cousins, yes, very important. Sila rehmi in Islam is part and parcel of nikah as well. It's not only about the husband and wife or the in-laws only. It's about unity of the family that Allah Ta'ala wants from us. So, bottom line, Shafat Bhai, for everybody out there, we have sons and daughters, the right thing and the perfect thing to do is set them out separately, inshallah, from the time they get married. Yes, there are some of the daughter-in-laws, mashallah, who've got lots of sabr in them, they have lots of goodness in them, and they say quite clearly that I have no problem staying with your mother-in-law. She's like my mother. I will serve her and I will make khidmat for her. Nurun la nur. May Allah ta'ala make it possible that all our daughter-in-laws can have that perception. But to save uh, the marriage and have better understanding in the family, my suggestion is that, inshallah, try and keep the couples independent and so Whether you live in the same yard, in the same property, alhamdulillah, as long as there's a separate facility where you are totally independent to do whatever you think, I think, inshallah, and Beautiful indeed, uh, Molana. This uh, letter here, or this uh, correspondence WhatsApp that we have here in front of me, it says, Assalamu alaikum, Molana Salim Karim. I feel very sorry for my husband because he married me. His rich father disowned him. But my husband is so hardworking. He still works for his father, but the father refuses to meet me and my children. What type of life is this, Molana? The reason being, our languages are different. Perhaps you know what I mean. Molana, please give a, a sane advice to the Ummah not to behave like this. My father-in-law prays five times a day and is highly respected by the uh, fraternity and also gives big donations everywhere. But when he sees me, he doesn't even um, he doesn't even make salam uh, to me. Sad, Molana. I'm, I'm 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 you know I'm stuttering to even read this, uh, Molana. Your your uh, your comments. Shafat, there's a beautiful saying. Dost ka dost dost hotai. As I always say, that a father is supposed to instill discipline in his son and love his son and nurture his son and model his son to be an ashik of Rasulullah's sunnah. If you love your son, then love the person that your son loves. Dost ka dost, dost hotai. It's a basic principle. Now, in the eyes of Allah, it's not, Allah is not going to ask you whether you're speaking Mayman language, Urdu language, or Gujarati language. Inna akramakum indallahi atqaqum. In the eyes of Allah, the most respected and honored is that person or that lady 
who has got taqwa, Allah consciousness. Inna Allah la yanzuru ila suwarikum. Allah Pak is not looking at your appearance. Whether you are black, whether you are brown, whether you are fair in complexion, whatever color you are, Allah is not looking at your appearance. Allah is looking at your intention and your heart. It's not your wealth that Allah is looking at. It's not your color that Allah is looking at. It's not your appearance that Allah is looking at. Allah Park respects and honors when you have taqwa. So when you have taqwa, you have Allah consciousness. And this is a very big problem in our community. And I sometimes feel that in the time of such great fitna that we are facing in South Africa and elsewhere in the world, when it comes to our teenage sons and daughters, gee, they are out there in the bazaar, they are interacting at the business places, at the mall, at functions. There is not strictness of parda and, and, and niqab and hijab, both from the men's side, gee, as far as to observe the rules of parda and gee, and not intermingling with women and family members who are Ghair mahrams to them. One is your mahram, that's no problem. But the ghair mahrams, we're living in a society like this. And now, here is your daughter who has taken a liking to a person. You cannot force your son to marry who they don't want to. Sharia has given this privilege to the daughter, likewise to the son. But it's not just an open jacket, no. Whatever you do, yes, you have the freedom of choice. But consult with your parents and grandparents, inshallah. And eventually, look at the broader picture. If I don't agree, my son wants to marry this Urdu-speaking girl or this Maiman-speaking girl, and I'm Gujarati-speaking, I'm just giving an example. We see, we see this problem every day. It's quite apparent. And it's disgusting sometimes the way some of us behave. You know, respect. You want respect, then give respect. You want love, then give love. As long as Rasulullah said, what did Rasulullah say to you and me, Shafatta? If somebody brings a proposal whose deen and akhlaq is superb, then accept that proposal. Otherwise, you're going to open the doors of great fitna and fasad. I know of so many cases, Shafat Bhai, that the, the son wanted to marry the person he wished to marry, but the parents didn't agree because of culture. They don't speak the same language, they don't come from the same village, or he's too dark, or she's too fair. What's the sense having a fair face when his heart is black, full of hatred and animosity? and pride, maybe Think of your hakikat. This was a great wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was walking in the bazaar. And this prince who thought that there's no one better than him. By mistake, the pious servant of Allah bumped into him unintentionally. And that prince, because of arrogance and pride, said to him, don't you know who I am? How dare you bump me? So the pious person looked at him and said, Yes, I know who you are. You are born from an impure drop of sperm. 
and eventually you will turn into dust and sand. That is your reality. So what are you making such a fuss about? What's this pride all about? So this is a sad part, Sufat Bhai. If the girl has got Iman, she's got Islam, she's got Akhlaq, the boy has got Iman, has got Akhlaq, has got Deen, he can manage a family, look after the family. Why are we running behind culture? Why are we running behind language? Why are we running behind which village you come from? Kullu bani Adam min Rasulullah said, every son of Adam is from dust. Ji, kullu bani Adam min We all are created from dust. La fadala li arabiyyin ala azabiyyin. Why did Rasulullah came and demolished this racism? It was a fight for Rasulullah. It was a difficult uh, mission for Rasulullah. But Rasulullah achieved brotherhood and unity. Allah Pak said in the Quran, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَانِ لَا فَضَلَ لِعَرَبِيٍ عَلَىٰ جَمِيعٍ No Arab has got superiority over a non-Arab. And no non-Arab has got superiority over an Arab. No black has superiority over a white. No white has superiority over a black. A black. إِلَّا بِدِينِ وَتَقْوَ Why did Allah Ta'ala reveal the Quran to us for hidayat? For guidance, hold on to the rope of Allah, the Quran and Sunnah. Look at the disunity we create. Now look at the worst case scenario. Shafat Bhai, my son, I'm just giving an example, likes a girl. A girl comes from a good family. She's got deen and taqwa. The parents have got an objection. Uh, no, she comes from a smaller gam. Uh, we come from a superior gam. We speak better Urdu, or we speak better Gujarati, or we speak better Neman. We don't match. But both the boy and girl have shown sincere interest in each other. And we say no. And two things would happen. The girl, all her life, she will remain a spinster. And maybe at some stage in her life, she will curse her parents. That they did not allow me to fulfill the sunnah of Rasulullah. Did not fulfill, allow me to have children. I also love to have children who could be a sadqai jariya for me in my akhirat. I also wanted to be married. I also wanted to stand in front of Allah as a married person. Sometimes parents are so selfish and cruel. by no is no. I will disown you or you do not put foot in my janazah. If you come, Anyway, you got no say. Once you close your eyes, all this big, big dawah that we make to our children, we curse them. Gee, don't ever put foot here. I don't want to see you in this house. I disown you. Don't attend my janazah. All that is a waste of time. Because once you close your eyes, none of that is applicable, whether you are alive or you are now dead. So we threaten our children like this, Shafatwan. This is so wrong. So two things happens. A girl won't get married all her life. She may lead herself to guna and masiyah. And we have seen it happen in society. Or she gets married to somebody else. But her heart and her soul is with the person who she wanted to get married in the first proposal. So who's committing zina? Who's promoting zina? Who's making people's life miserable? And why go and destroy another innocent man's life or an inner innocent girl's life. Gee, and you know that 
they are not happy in that relationship. Do a do a test on your screens of what and see what happens. Mm. You'll get a sense how many of the sisters and brothers will say that, "Monana, we wanted to get married to so and so, but my father and my mother totally refused." Now that girl is not married, or she's married to somebody else, and she's not happy in that relationship. And najais taluk, illicit relationships are taking place. The girl is still talking to the person that she wanted to marry, vice versa. So how many doors of fitna we opening for zina and disunity and breakup of marriages, Morana? We need to think sensibly. Nabi Karim sallallahu. Yes, on the other side, I'm not saying just give your son and daughter freedom. Of choice, they're just going to bring any Tom, Dick, and Harry here. They who've got no deen, who've got no akhlaq, who've got no mannerism, and you say that no, in reading the kalima la ilaha illallah, that's sufficient. That's not sufficient. Gee, your parents and grandparents have a right to object. So if you're making a choice, if the person has got deen, taqwa, akhlaq, good mannerism, then alhamdulillah. If your parents don't agree, talk to the grandparents, talk to the alim of the town, talk to the elders in the family. To convince your parents, but there's a door in Jannah which is known as Babul Farha. Whichever parent keeps their children happy, Allah Taala will grant them entry into Jannah through that door. Yeah, and there's so many uh, correspondences here for you, Molana. It's just unreal. I'm going to pick this one here. It says, uh, Molana Salim Karim, you are so kind and you're so gentle. Jazakallah khair for answering our queries. That's why I feel comfortable uh, for sending in uh, this uh, WhatsApp. Please, uh, Molana Salim Karim, I want to tell the Ummah, my papa objected to me marrying my husband 25 years ago. I sat him down. And I fought with my papa, and eventually he had no choice. I said, "Papa, if you don't let me get married, I will run away with this, uh, with uh, with my uh, prospective husband." So Papa allowed me to get married. Guess what, Molana Salim Karim? Today, Papa loves my husband. He gave him one supermarket to run, and he loves him more than his own son. My uh, my husband is a gem, and Alhamdulillah, I'm so proud of myself for fighting for my rights. And Allah has blessed this marriage. Please, Molana, make dua. Hope no nazar come on me, <laughs> Molana. Your, your, your comments. See what a beautiful ending. In other words, if you stand up for hak, shafat by. That's why don't don't bring personal things into such important things in Islam. Leave your pride, your arrogance, and attitude, and self-centeredness, centeredness. Ji, one side. What is the sunnah of Rasulullah? What did Rasulullah ask you and me to do? And remember, Shafat, by this, there's a very strong warning in the Hadith of the Prophet mentioned in the Torah. The Sulaiman Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "When your son and daughter reach the age of maturity, they become baligh, they become teenagers, and if they commit anything illicit, fornication, haram activities, whatever guna they're getting, Allah will put the same amount of guna on the shoulders of the parents." Now we want to know at home why there is no barakah, there is no unity, there is no love, there is no happiness, there is no nur, because some member in that family is committing zina secretly. Now you got cyber sex, Shafatba. You heard about that? Hmm. Now people don't have to go out. They use their phones and social media, and that's going to be another topic one of the days, Shafatba. Okay, what the youth are doing with that cell phone behind closed doors? It's frightening and it's absolutely fearful. What type of youth and leaders are we are creating 
for the future of Islam and leading Islam forward. It's absolutely frightening. But here is a perfect example. May Allah Ta'ala keep that, that nikah abad. Allah bless them with lots of happiness and joy. And sometimes out of anger, we as parents, we say a lot of things. That's why Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, do not curse your children. Do not curse your children. Allah is accepting du'as and your curse is accepted on your child. Who's going to cry tears of blood when you see your child suffering? You see your child in pain. Which mother? She can be the worst mother. She can be even a prostitute. But when she sees her son and daughter in pain and taklif, she'll give her life. So why do we want to do this? So here is a, 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 a typical example that she stood for her eyes. She knew what she wanted. She convinced her father. She spoke to her father. And today, see the love and muhabbat that nikah brings, that even the father is loving the son-in-law more than his own sons. So, Mubarak Ho, there are many, many incidents like this. But may Allah Ta'ala give the other parents who are very hard-hearted sometimes, and they are very, very stern. There is no you know, pity in them. There is no raham in them. There is no what you call understanding. It's just one track mind. May Allah Ta'ala give them hidayat and soften their hearts. Ah, brilliant indeed, uh, Molana. Let's take one more. Yeah, it says, as alaikum, Molana Salim Karim, uh, Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan. I want to tell Molana that uh, 20, 28 years ago, I'm a ma- I got married. And alhamdulillah, mom and dad I didn't want it to happen. But I went uh, and I got married. And alhamdulillah, after 28 years, um, it seems as if uh, there is uh, the roadblocks coming through. Uh, my wife is very disrespectful to me. Perhaps I don't know, Molana, am I wrong? Have I done something wrong to earn uh, this wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No, it's not the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's by nikah. One is that you have to provide non and nafqa or maintenance to your wife, right? you got to fulfill her conjugal rights. But one thing that we forget as men, as husbands, all of us, is that we need to Islamically educate our wives because they are the first university of our children. They are the first point of impact. When a child opens its eyes, it can smell the mother's milk. Look at how Allah Park has made it. Gee, how the child will lick onto the breast of the child. Gee, it's just the smell of milk that's coming from the mother's breast. Allah Ta'ala has kept it. When the child is hungry, you can put the child anywhere. It will go, inshallah, for the nipple to drink the milk. This is Allah's kudrat. Anybody gave uh, any lessons to the child to do it? No. It's a natural gift. Gee. So, inshallah, these teachers by Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq that we can understand and look at the betterment of our children. So yeah, I'm saying that it's our duty as husbands, as we provide for our wives and children, we have to provide for their talim and education. And that's what is lacking. Yes, now sometime, that's why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam, a sahabi comes to Rasulullah with his arms and Rasulullah asked the Sahabi, Sahabiya, how is your husband and how are you treating him? Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa used to ask the Sahaba kiram. So if an alim has to ask you, brother, how's the family relationship with you and your wife? You shouldn't get upset and feel insulted. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa is asking that Sahabiya, how's your marriage? Are you all okay? Subhanallah. 
So she said, Alhamdulillah, Ya Rasulullah, I take full care of him. So Rasulullah said, Khabardar, beware. For Ahsani, be good to him. He's either your Jannat or your Jahannam. Now sometimes, you see, we've got two problems in a marriage. So Marad ko haat par kabu nahi. Men have got no control of their hands. They can't speak and reason. They want to use their hand and become physical and violent. Or aurat ko zuban par kabu nahi. Unfortunately, women have no control over their tongue. And that's where all the fights start. What did the Rasulullah say to Hadrat Bilal when he came back? He said, call all the women of Madinah. On the night of Miraj, Allah gave me a tour of Jahannam. And mostly I find women in there. The women were also of Madina, were also surprised and worried. And they asked, Ya Rasulullah, why did uh, you see so many women in Jahannam? Rasulullah said, women generally have two major faults in them. One, they curse a lot. When things don't work out in their favor, they just blurt out curses upon curses. And number two, kufrani ashir, they're ungrateful to their husbands. You can look after them for many years. You can provide for them. You can spoil them. But one day, if they ask for something and you can't provide it, they will say, you did sweet nothing for me. So may Allah Ta'ala give us realization. He is a brother. He fought for this marriage. He got married. Alhamdulillah. And yeah, the wife is behaving in this fashion. It is totally disrespectful for a woman to call a husband by his name, to scream at him, to shout at him. But as I said, if you want respect, Shafaba, you must give respect. If you want love, you must give love. But for a woman to raise her voice and be rude, to her husband is unacceptable. This is not the tariqah and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Yes, and I end it here with these two words. To get angry is sunnah Aisha. Sometimes she and Rasulullah should have arguments. I'm not saying every marriage is a cup or a bed of roses, alhamdulillah. No, you'll have your ups and downs. So sometimes Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala used to have some arguments with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So ulama put it so beautifully. She wrote jana to get upset. Yes, sunnati Aisha. It's Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala's way. Or maaf karna. Yeh Rasulullah ki sunnat It's a sunnat of Rasulullah to forgive. So yes, there will be ups and downs in marriages. The one who asks for mafi first will always be the winner. So marriage is a two-way street, eat together, pray together, cry together, laugh together, and love together. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil Mashallah indeed, uh, Molana. I really enjoyed uh, the, your company this evening. I'm sure the entire Ummah throughout the globe have enjoyed you. Molana, you have a beautiful, lovely evening ahead. Inshallah, we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I want to end it with this beautiful saying. Bolo. You know, our wife, they always ask, please bring us a bouquet of flowers. So you better be ready, Nashafat Bhaiya. You know, in Spingo, they sell beautiful flowers for up, inshallah, Shamko, Unkele. 
गुलदस्ता लेकर जाओ फूल मांग कर क्या करोगे फूल मांग कर क्या करोगे फ्लावर्स जी फूल मांग कर क्या करोगे जब तुम खुद फूल हो वेन यू योर सेल्फ इज दिस ब्यूटिफुल फ्लावर एंड रोज सो अप्रिशिएट योर वाइफ प्रेज हिशिएट इनशाला देर इन लाइज great love 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 each other for the pleasure of allah but if you love allah the most then allah will generate great love between the couples hamesha allah ko ki itaat kijiye always obey allah taala and love allah and love allah means obedience to allah if you obedient to allah then your wife and your children will be obedient to amina molana beautiful beautiful indeed allah keep you Allah bless you and uh, inshallah we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Keep it locked on uh, to uh, Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming and alhamdulillah must thank our engineer Lukolo, Lukolo for doing a great engineering and uh, from the team and I till we meet you again we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.